the Bean Ninjas podcast, where you get an all-access pass to see what happens behind the closed doors of a fast-growing global bookkeeping and financial reporting business. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bean Ninjas podcast. It may sound a little bit different this week, and you may have noticed that you can't hear an American accent, and Elizabeth isn't on the show with me today. I'm recording a solo episode. And Elizabeth actually doesn't work for Bean Ninjas. She is part of the podcast company that we work with, and we've actually changed podcast providers, which means that Elizabeth is no longer going to be my co-host and I'll be hosting the podcast myself and then bringing on other expert guests to come and share their expertise with all of you, one of the listeners. So it's a slight change in format and and, and a bit of a shame because Elizabeth has been an amazing co-host, but we are also looking forward to working with our new podcast production company and we're bringing some of the podcast production in-house as well. So what have I got for you today? And when I was thinking about what I should record as a solo episode, I was thinking back to different questions that I get asked from listeners and also questions that I get asked in my business role. And something that I'm often asked is what I'm working on day-to-day. So what is the day-to-day life, work life of a CEO look like? And I wasn't sure whether that would make an interesting podcast episode, but the question has come up enough that I thought I would describe some of the things I'm working on and why, and then also talk about what I think a CEO should be working on and and where there might be room for improvement for me. So I've just reflected on the first three days of this week, and I thought I'd just run through a couple of things that are going on in my world and Beanages and talk about how they relate to the business and the overall strategy. So Monday morning, I first up, I was working on a couple of different presentations. Next week, I'm presenting on value propositions at a startup accelerator program on the Gold Coast, and then also presenting at a co-working space called Fishburners on an accounting-related topic. And I think it's really important as an entrepreneur, but just as a general business skill to develop storytelling skills which help with writing and also with speaking and so I take pretty much any speaking opportunity that I can get to practice and improve my skills and then also these opportunities are a way of getting the Bean Ninja's message out to other business owners as well as giving back to the community. So in this case it took me about 45 minutes to prepare the slide deck for Fishburners And with the Startup Accelerator program, a tactic that I sometimes use, because it it can take me a while to prepare slides, in this case I asked to use a Q&A format instead, and I'm fairly comfortable with Q&A now and I've done a lot of podcast interviews. And so for me, knowing that I've got a really busy week next week, that was a a time-saving trick for me so that I can turn up without a lot of preparation. Being able to prepare the accounting slides in 45 minutes, that's a lot faster than I've previously been able to prepare presentations. So as an example, earlier this year when I was speaking at an event in Carafa, it probably took me three days to create the slides and practice and refine that presentation. But that was my first paid speaking speaking gig, so 
I really did want to do a good job and was feeling quite a bit of pressure with that event. So next on my project list was looking at our website and that's actually been a project that's been on hold for six months. So it was something that we started and this is a website refresh. We were going to do a full rebuild and now we're thinking more of a refresh. Um, we actually still have the same website theme that we used when we first started the business, when we did our seven-day launch almost three years ago. So it really is time for a, a refresh. And so I don't actually build the website myself and won't be doing any development, but I reached back out to our copywriter and developer and to put for us to meet and put together a project plan and also do a little bit of work from my end about what I think the, the key areas for us to improve and, and what the overall strategy will be with that project. Monday is also our internal accounting day and I've recorded a couple of podcast episodes with my thoughts on accounting and one specifically which is about how we do accounting within Be Ninjas. And so that's the day where we do payroll and pay all of our suppliers and that's where I have a look at what's going in in the account. I was also in the office on Monday and when I'm in the office, I do like to try and spend a bit of time with any team members that are there and that's an opportunity for them to ask questions as well. So I spend a bit of time working uh, with a, a team member on a couple of client-related problems. So that ended up, they were kind of the chunky projects for me on Monday. And in terms of how that ties in with the role of the CEO, Ultimately, I'd like to be out of running things like website projects. But for now, I think the business owner or as a business owner, you have a really good understanding of your messaging and things like not necessarily being an expert copywriter, but what the underlying message is and the pain points that you're solving for customers. So until you've got a much bigger team or a marketing manager, you probably do need to be involved with things like that. And I do feel like presentations are high, that's a high value activity as well. That said, I have been assisting or creating opportunities for other people within the business to present to. So Michael from our team has presented at a couple of different co-working spaces in Sydney around accounting and he's also presenting in Bali a couple of weeks. And then Wayne and Tom have also, again, from the Bean Ninjas team, UK and US, also starting to speak at events or record our webinars. And again, I think it's a great skill, regardless of whether you are a business owner or not, and also a great way of getting a message out to an audience. So Tuesday, I was working on event sponsorship where sponsors of DCBKK, Dynamite Circle, Bangkok, the event there in October, and this is our third year of sponsoring. And I often get asked, why we sponsor an event and what the return on investment is like and, and is it worthwhile? And in answering that, I think in order to select an event to sponsor, first of all, you need to have a target market. So if you are marketers for dentists then and you've refined your niche, then it makes more sense and you can go and find a conference that is for dentists and sponsor that or, or run a workshop on marketing. Whereas if if your business is selling to a broad customer base, then I think it becomes more difficult to do that. And so for us, sponsoring Dynamite, the Dynamite Circle event does make sense because we love working with online entrepreneurs and within that market segment, there's a lot of coaches, bloggers, software startup, 
and e-commerce businesses who attend that event. And so it has been really worthwhile for us. Sponsoring an event is definitely not as hard as running an event, but there's still quite a few things we need to think about. So things like our marketing collateral, making sure that our pull-up signs are up to date, that we've got flyers, coupons. We also provide gifts. So we've previously given notebooks. We've tried a couple of different gifts. We've given notebooks and pens to the, there's about 300 attendees. And the feedback that we've had is that the notebooks last longer, whereas pens can get lost. So we're going with notebooks again this year. We're also, um, Michael and, and Wayne, who are attending the conference, are running a workshop. So they've been working on that. And for the first time, we're actually running a VIP client event. Well, I think about 20 of our clients are going to be at the event. And so we're going to host uh, drinks to some of these clients we've never met face-to-face. So we're looking forward to hosting that event. Tuesday, I also spent a bit of time on LinkedIn, and that's something that I've been I've been working on my profile for uh, three, four years now, and I do try and interact with other people but also write content there too or write a snippet of content and then tie that back to something on the Binders blog or Binders podcast. And I suppose with our content strategy, we've been fairly disciplined at at producing on a consistent schedule. So our podcast comes out weekly, our blog, we've had periods where it's come out fortnightly and periods where it's come out monthly, sorry, fortnightly or weekly. And we're actually changing that cadence again and going to monthly. And the reason for that is that I feel like we've done a good job of creating the content and we've put a lot of effort into creating good good content, but we've not really done as much with the distribution side of content. And so by reducing the cadence and producing the content monthly, then I think it'll give us an opportunity to spend more time in engaging and interacting and promoting the content that we're creating. The reason that I choose to focus on LinkedIn over other social media profiles is Twitter. I find it it's too short. I can't. So I'm. I don't feel like I'm overly wordy, but the amount of characters you have in Twitter, it's not. I don't really enjoy writing content for that, and so I've never really got into that platform. And then I feel like LinkedIn is more of a business platform or professional platform than Facebook, where I don't really want to spam my friends, my non-business friends, with a whole lot of business content. So that's why I'm focusing on LinkedIn. A couple of other projects and things that I was working on earlier in the week on that Tuesday were our onboarding project. So we, over the three years at Beanages, we've been refining our onboarding process for new customers. And it's a project that, that will come up, finish, and then soon after that we'll be looking at ways to improve it again. And so I did a little bit of work on that. And I think that's a key part of service delivery for a service business is really nailing that onboarding project. And I'm lucky now that as as a CEO, I've got a great team around me. So I'm not running that project. We've got our onboarding champion, a project manager, and then Wayne, who is the global director of operations involved in that project and, and doing a good job of running that. In the afternoon, we had the Australian team meeting and our Australian manager, which internally we call a customer success manager, ran that meeting or runs that meeting every week. And I I pop in from time to time, so I don't go to that meeting every week, 
but sometimes I do, especially if there's a topic where I feel like I can add value or if there's something that I want to listen into. And so this particular week we were running through the client list and discussing different things that we might be able to improve or add-ons that could help those clients and especially our Billy clients. I've got a lot of knowledge about their businesses, so I sat in on that. In the afternoon as well, I was working on our tax. And, and as some people might find this interesting or amusing, but I actually engage a tax specialist to do our taxes. And I have a bit of tax knowledge being an accountant, but I like to have someone else. I like to engage an expert who takes care of it, manages all of the deadlines and checks everything. So while we do a whole lot of the accounting and bookkeeping internally, I like having that second set of eyes. And so there was, I had some work to do around reviewing and answering some questions there. But I think uh, other people can find that interesting that we do work with a, another with a tax specialist and someone to, to manage that, even though I am an accountant. And then last up, we share an office with Black Hops Brewing. In fact, it's their premises and we're lucky enough that they allow us to work from there too. And they're also clients of ours, which means that if, if they do need any help and I'm in the office, then I will help them out. And so we were working on some more advanced reporting and accrual accounting stuff. I'll just talk about one more day. There's probably a couple of other. This is not necessarily a reflection of my what my week looks like every week. And I hope that I'm answering those questions about what the day-to-day looks like for me and that I'm working on projects and, and team management. So Wednesday for me, I had a couple of podcast interviews. Where possible, I like to batch tasks, but it's not always possible when you're scheduling things like podcast interviews. This is me being interviewed on other podcasts. We have an internal project at the moment around cost reduction, and so part of that was working with a project manager, going over all of our software costs and making sure that we don't have extra users that we're not paying for or platforms that we're not using. And I mean, tasks like that aren't particularly fun, but I think it's really important that especially as an accounting firm, we're doing the things that we recommend to others. And so keeping an eye on our costs and making sure that we're not paying for unnecessary things is something that we recommend to others. And I like to do that internally as well. It's been a bit of time planning and scheduling and brainstorming topic ideas for the Being News podcast. And that's always fun. There's lots of different ideas and so many potential guests that we could have on the show. And if there's any guests that you have in mind that you'd love to to hear from, let me know too. Wednesday I was lucky enough to, well, I made the time to take a sort of break at lunchtime. It's school holidays at the moment, so it's a bit crowded, unfortunately. Normally lunchtime it's a bit quieter after everyone's ducked off to, to work and you can get out there and it's not as crowded. The last couple of things I was working on on that Wednesday afternoon, I had one of my one-on-one calls with with Tom, who is the UK manager. And usually I schedule my one-on-one calls for later in the week. So earlier in the week, try and get a lot of this project work done and out of the way and producing, same with things like producing content. And then later in the week, have more of the meetings and team calls and I think one-on-ones are really important. And originally I was meeting with Tom every week, 
And now I'm not his direct manager anymore, but I still like to be involved in his development and, and the training development of a lot of other team members too. So I like to stay in touch. Now, even if it's not every week, then we'll have a call at least every two weeks just to check in and say hi. And so we were having a conversation about hiring and, and when we need to hire a new team member for his team. And then we were discussing things like managing holidays with his team and also training and development plans for his team members. So in, in this particular call, I was mentoring one of our managers on managing their team, which is something that I really enjoy doing. And the other project that I had on Wednesday was working on our risk register. So we've broken the business into a whole lot of different segments and identifying risks related to those. So things like data security, client-facing services, our internal accounts, anything related to employees. And we started that project by documenting all of those risks and then rating them. And then we've identified ways of mitigating those risks. And now we've come up with a list of activities that we need to complete to make sure that we are mitigating those risks. And so, again, we've got a project manager plus an, an accountant who has a audit background, which fits in well with risk-type work, working on that project. And so my, my role this week was to look at, well, what are the activities that we need to do to prevent these risks and what, how, how much time have they budgeted that each of these things will take and then deciding, well, we don't have a budget to do everything right now, so what are we going to focus on and what are the key risks we need to focus on mitigating now and then we will have to come back to some of the others later. So when I look at look back and reflect on what my week looked like, I was working on quite varied and, and interesting projects generally. And when I think about the role of the CEO, I, I see the role as a lot of it is strategy and being the figurehead of the business. And so part of that is about being, being the face and being out at events and interacting with people. And I, I think the other part is making sure that there's a really clear vision for the business and then communicating that with the team and getting everyone on board to follow that and then also developing other team members, almost like a coach would. So I, I see my role as being there to facilitate everyone else in the team excelling in their roles. And so while I've only reflected on the first three days of my week, so there wasn't as much team management type activities as usual. I suppose if I had reflected on the Thursday, Friday, then there would have been more of those. There would have been a management meeting plus other, some other one-on-ones that I have regular calls with other team members. In terms of where I think I could improve the, the way that I'm spending my time, there probably is still more room for batching tasks. I, I do try and, and do that and pick up a project and then take it to as far, well, not stop halfway through and have multiple projects on the go, but finish it to a point and then hand it off to wherever it needs to go. Um, I'd still like to be spending more time on the strategy and thinking further about the future, but there's still, as a new business, we've still got a lot of work to do just building the foundations in so many different areas of the business, whether it's things like risk management, onboarding new clients, our learning and development for existing team members and career plans, or things like sales and marketing. So I hope that this was interesting and insightful. As I said at the beginning, I, I wasn't sure whether it would be, but I knew that the question had come up quite a few times. 
So I'd love to hear any feedback or questions from you. Looking forward to the next episode. Thanks, guys.